Today we're going to continue in our, our series, The Shepherd, The Valley, The Table. We're looking at Psalm 23. There's six verses. We're spending five weeks on it. That's a lot of weeks for six verses. But we're working through it a little bit at a time, and as I've said in the last few weeks, a lot of times we look at Psalm 23 as, as just kind of a, a funeral or a tough times scripture. It's much bigger than that. It has stuff for every part of life. Now, that said, today we're moving from the first two weeks, which were focused on the shepherd, to the valley. We're moving from the shepherd to the valley. I've got good news for you. It, there's, there's nothing negative about today. God is good in the good times, in the green pastures, in the still waters, leading us in the paths of righteousness. God is equally good and faithful in the valleys. So I want you to stand with me. We're going to read Psalm 23. Listen, some of you may, have, may know this. You may have heard it enough. You may know a different version than this. I'm going to read the NIV. I want to invite you, if you want to read it along with me, you can. If you want to just say it by memory, you can. Say whatever version you want. It's all good. Let's read Psalm 23 together. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, I pray you would speak to us. I pray we would hear your word and hear from you and that your spirit uh, would be at work in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have a seat. Uh, so, so through this series, we're kind of making bold statements or we're looking through Psalm 23 and each week we have a motto or a statement. So, so you, you may remember, you may not, maybe some of you weren't here, but, but we're just going to recap a little bit. The first week, we, our statement was, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. There is no other shepherd, there is no other leader that can lead you to life everlasting that can lead you to the life that God created you for. The Lord is our shepherd. The second week, he guides my path. We have a, a savior that walks with us every day and guides us. Last week we talked about it. He, he guides us to what we need, guides us to green pastures, to still waters, but he also guides us in the paths of righteousness, leads us to be more like Christ. And so he guides my path. Today, I will fear no evil. Say this with me. I will fear no evil. Say it boldly. I will fear no evil. We have nothing to fear if we're following the good shepherd. Real quick, before I move on, um, the, these statements, these mottos, they would be a good thing for you to write down somewhere. Sometimes, like, if I need to stay focused on something, I will take a, a dry erase marker and write it on the mirror in the bathroom, just so I'll see it every day. Like, if, if I need to see something, th these would be a good thing to write down on, on the mirror, maybe on something in front of your computer, maybe on your refrigerator. This, this is guidance for us every day. And you never know when you're going to wake up 
And, and you're going to need to hear or to see, the Lord is my shepherd. He guides me. I will fear no evil. Take this and live this out every single day. So, so verse 4 is where we're focusing today. And it says this, even though I walk through the darkest valley, the King James says, through the, the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Listen, I probably don't need to tell you this, but one of the greatest weapons that the enemy uses against us, that the devil uses against us, is the weapon of fear. The great, one of the greatest tools that the enemy uses to sidetrack us is fear. Why is that? Why does, the, why does the enemy use fear to stop us? It's because it stops us. When, when we are afraid of something, what do we do? We stop. We run. We shrink back. We don't move forward. If you've ever been like walking through a place and all of a sudden something scared you, you probably didn't keep walking. You probably stopped or went backwards. Uh, I, I can't help but bring this up. Pastor Dale and Young Duck, we were on retreat a couple weeks ago. You, some of you have seen the video, and, and we went hiking, and, <laughs> and we, they, they encountered a bear. And, um, and at first, they, they actually kept moving, which wasn't genius. And then the bear started moving towards them, and all of a sudden, they stopped. And my favorite part of the video is Young Duck saying, well, guess we're going to be late now. <laughs> When, when you encounter something, when you have fear, you stop or you retreat. In fact, um, as I was thinking about this, uh, the quote came to mind. Uh, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. That's Franklin D. Roosevelt. Um, in, in the face of the Great Depression, he said that. But I want you to hear more of, of his quote, of his statement. He says this, first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. What he's saying is, when we give in to fear, it paralyzes us, and instead of advancing forward as a country, we retreat back. Fear stops us. That's why the enemy uses it. Listen, uh, kind of the way that um, that my schedule works is on Tuesdays we have staff meeting, and we always start staff meeting with staff devotions, and I always try to use the scripture that I'm going to talk about that week um, so that we're all on the same page. And so Tuesday morning, we looked at verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So, so Tuesday morning, the devotional was this, we have nothing to fear. Tuesday night, we had board meeting. We do that once a month. Same thing. We start board meeting uh, with a devotional time, and I always want us to be on the same page. So Tuesday night, board meeting, I will fear no evil. And I'm giving a devotion saying, you have nothing to fear. Well, guess what happened Tuesday night? I went home from board meeting. I'm all pumped up about God's word. You got nothing to fear. And Megan said, hey, uh, we need to have a little talk about something. And, and listen, I, I want you to know we're fine, our family's fine, everything's okay. Um, but something, 
something that's been a concern for a while, something that maybe has been kind of a far-off fear in my life, all of a sudden became really real. Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, fear no evil, it's all good, God is with us, and then 20 minutes later, the enemy's attacking. And the temptation is to shrink back. Listen, I want you to know the enemy is trying to stop us. The enemy knew that I would be getting up here today and preaching God's word to you, telling you not to fear. So how does the enemy stop that? It's got to get me to fear because then I'm not going to proclaim it boldly. I got good news for you. Wednesday, I went to uh, Jack's football practice, and while he was at practice, I was just walking around listening to God's word, and I'm telling you, I will fear no evil. Our God is faithful, and no matter what it is we walk through, our God is with us, and the enemy can try all he wants. I have nothing to fear because I follow the good shepherd. He is my shepherd. He guides my paths. I will fear no evil. David's, David, God's word, King David, the, the psalmist, the one who wrote this, tells us we will walk through valleys. Listen, I, I want you to know that there is no promise in scripture that if you follow Christ, if you become a believer, you will avoid heartache and pain and darkness. It's not in there. In fact, quite the opposite. It says you will walk through valleys. You will experience pain. You will go through darkness. We can't escape that. It doesn't matter if you're a believer or not. You will go through the valley. Say it with me one more time. I will fear no evil. All right, so I've got three reasons why you don't need to fear evil um, from verse four here. And then I have three fixes for us. If, if you're in a valley, if you're tempted to, struck, to, to doubt, I've, I've got three things you can do from God's word here. So here we go, we're gonna work through, we got a couple key words I want you to see. So, so he says, even though I walk, what's the next word? Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Even though I walk through the dark, that's a key word here. I want you to hear that. It doesn't say, even though I plop down and stay in the darkest valley. It doesn't say, even though I live, even though I'm stuck in the darkest valley. He says, even though I walk through the darkest valley. This is huge. I want you to see this. For the believer in Christ, valleys and darkness and pain and suffering is a temporary thing. It's not our destination. Our destination is eternal life with Jesus Christ. So yes, we will walk through valleys, but we don't stay there. I can walk through anything if I know what's on the other side and it's good. Uh, at my in-laws' house in, in Milford, they have this. They live up on a hill, and if you if you go down um, to the bottom of the hill, there's a creek that runs by it. And at the if you follow that creek, you'll come to this tunnel, and the tunnel goes all the way under I-275. It is a super long tunnel. I mean, it is this really cool place that's right there next to their house. So we've gone down there a few times, and, and it's such a long tunnel that when you start into it. 
It's this cool place, it's awesome. You start in, you can still see the stuff around you, and you see the light from behind you, and you get about halfway in. Once you get to about halfway, it's almost pitch black. But there's this little dot up ahead, and you see the light, and you keep going. And if you keep going, the light gets bigger and bigger, and you come out the other side to this really cool view of everything, kind of the hills coming down. Listen, I can walk through the darkness if I know there's light on the other side. Where I struggle is if I know I'm staying there. I've got good news. We walk through the darkness, through the valley. We are not meant to stay there. It's not our destination. The follower of Christ must walk through the valley, but death is not our final outcome. See, Jesus has conquered sin and death once and for all. I want you to hear me say that again. Death is not our final outcome. We may die physically here on earth, but for the believer in Christ, we will live forever with Christ. So we don't need to fear death. It can't touch us. We have eternal life. When we see the valley, the darkness, when we're sick, when we're hurting, when we've got pain, when we're going through a hard time, I want you to know it's temporary because Jesus has already conquered sin and death and darkness. Romans chapter 5, verse 18 says, Consequently, just as one trespass, um, the sin of Adam and Eve, resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. In verse 20, it says, but where sin increased, so where darkness and sin increased, where the valleys increase, grace, God's grace increased all the more so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You should say amen to that. The valley is not the destination. We have to pass through it, but we're going to be okay. So the first truth I want you to know is that darkness and death and pain are temporary. They don't last if you're a believer in Christ Jesus. So, so the first fix I want, you, I want you to see, if you're struggling, if today you, or if you've ever found yourself in a valley, if you're in a place that you're just struggling with the darkness around you, the first thing I want you to do is to see the bigger picture, to step back and see that this is temporary. The best way to do that is, is not for you to fix it yourself, but to step back and say, God, show me the bigger picture. Show me what I'm actually walking through and where I'm walking to. Number one, darkness, death, the valley is temporary. We fix it by seeing the bigger picture. The second key word I want you to see is a, a little bit later there. It's actually not listed in the NIV version. It's listed in the King James version, but it's in the text. And it says this, even though I walk, what's the word? Through the valley of the shadow of death. Keyword, shadow. We walk through, it's temporary, the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say we walk through death, as I just said. We have, been, we, we have victory over sin and death. That's not our destination. We do not die forever. We live forever. And so he says, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow 
of death. Sometimes I'll, I'll take, well, every morning I take the kids to the bus stop, and sometimes when the sun is out, there will be big shadows. And it's kind of fun sometimes, they'll be like 10 feet away, and I'll say like, hey, hey, look over there, and I'll start doing like air punches, and you, it looks like I'm punching them with my shadow, right? They don't feel it. Thank you for the confirmation. I, I was struggling to know if I was, but maybe not. No. Um, it, it, it looks like they're being hit. It's a shadow hitting them, but the truth of the matter is, a shadow, you don't even feel it. It can't touch you. It, it's just the absence of light there. A shadow can't touch you. It can't hurt you. And David says, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Listen to me. Death, sin, and death cannot touch you if you are following the Good Shepherd. That's why we talk about the, the, the enemy likes to use fear. It's because the enemy can't touch you if you are with the Good Shepherd. The enemy is powerless. All they can do is try to scare us, to pull us away. Listen, if, if, uh, if the enemy could kill us, I want you to hear this, and I want you to, to know this is true. If the enemy could kill us, we would have been gone a long time ago. If the enemy could stop God's church, the church would have stopped long ago. The enemy can't stop us. It can't touch us. It can't kill us because Jesus has given us victory over sin and death. So that its greatest weapon is fear because it can't actually touch us. The enemy wants to sidetrack us, wants to scare us. We don't have to give in to it. We can boldly advance. We can boldly walk through the valley. It's just shadows. Listen, you just, I don't want you to hear something wrong. You, you still can physically hurt. Evil can affect your life physically here on earth. People can make life difficult. But if you are following the Good Shepherd, you have life abundant. And they can't touch that. You can do whatever you want. You can't touch my life and Jesus Christ. If the enemy could kill us, the enemy would have done it. It's just trying to scare us. We walk through the shadow of death. The second truth I want you to know is that the enemy only has shadows to intimidate with. Well, what do we do when there's, when there's shadows? Sometimes my kids will see shadows in their room and they get scared and they call out and say, it looks like there's something over there. There's a shadow over there. What, what's the answer to that? You turn the light on. Simple fix. Turn the light on. So the second fix here is if you're in the middle of the shadows and you're struggling, number one, ask God to show you the bigger picture. Number two, ask God to turn the light on and show you what's what. Shadows disappear when the light comes on. All of a sudden, that room looks, you saw something here. There's nothing here. There's nothing. Ask God to turn the light. God, show me the truth. Don't let me be deceived by shadows. Show me the truth. Ask God to turn the light on. Say it again with me. I will fear no evil. All right, the third reason, here we go. For you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. Listen, no matter how um, dark the valley is, no matter how 
um, ominous the shadow is, no matter how much we're walking through, no matter how far away or how dim that light looks, I want you to know that you don't have to fear evil because he, the good shepherd, is with you. He is with you. You do not walk alone. Listen to these promises in Scripture. Joshua chapter 1, the Lord is with you wherever you go. Isaiah 41, fear not, for I am with you. Matthew 28, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Hebrews 13, I will never leave you or forsake you. No matter what you're walking through, number one, we just need to see the bigger picture. It's temporary. Uh, Number two, it's shadows. It's just shadows. It can't touch you. Number three, the Creator God walks with you. Sometimes I'll come up and bring the boys to the church and we play in the gym at night. Um, usually like eight o'clock to nine o'clock, I try to wear them out and then they'll fall asleep quicker. Um, but we'll come up here and, and have you ever been in the church at night? Like it's a big place, the hallways can get pretty dark, be a little intimidating. And so sometimes I, I like to mess with my kids, I'm sorry, but I'll be walking through the hallway and it'll be really dark and I'll just kind of like sneak around a corner or I'll speed up and veer off and kind of hide. And all of a sudden you start to hear like, Dad, Dad? And yet you can kind of hear, listen, God doesn't play tricks on us like that. God says, when you walk through the valley, I'm with you. I'm not gonna walk away and hide just to mess with you. God says, I am with you always with you. After Eli was born, it's not just that we are not alone, it's who's with us. See, it's not just that we, we have someone walking with us, it's that we have the Savior, the Almighty God, the Lion of Judah walking with us. I remember when Eli was born, my first son, 14 years ago, uh, we, we were in the hospital for about a week, and when they let us go out of the hospital, we had Eli, I had Eli in the car seat, and we're walking out to the car, And I remember like there was this like bravado that I've never had before. That like I'm walking with my firstborn son and like people were driving too fast through the parking lot and I was ready to fight them. (laughs) Don't put my son in danger. You're not touching my son. And I don't scare most of you, do I? But let me tell you something. I do believe that God, (laughs) Ben, thanks man. Listen, I I do believe that God gives us a supernatural, like I believe that if you tested me on one of my kids, if you were coming after my kid, I do believe that you would face something that you have never faced before. You're not touching my kid. You're not touching my kid. He is with, he's not some 230 pound, slightly out of shape dude. We're talking about the Lion of Judah. We're talking about the creator God, the one that conquered sin and death, walks with us. And just like I said, you're you're not touching my son, God says you are not touching my children. You are not alone and you you have the savior of the world walking with you. We fear no evil because the God that conquered sin and death walks with us. So, So number one, we need to see the bigger picture Number two, we need to see the light go on. Number three, we do not walk alone. And so the third fix is this. What do do my kids do when it's dark and they start to get a little bit scared? They draw closer. I still can feel this to this day. When I was a kid and I was scared of the dark and I would get up and I would go into my parents' room, 
I can still feel crawling into the bed and burrowing into my dad's, my dad's giant bear of a man, burrowing into his back and feeling so safe. Listen, if you're walking through a valley today, ask God to show you the whole picture. Ask God to sh- turn the light on and show you the truth and draw closer. He's with you. He's with you every step of the way. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Some people think that the rod and staff are mentioned separately because they serve two different purposes. The rod to protect, to beat off predators. The staff to guide. We talked about that last week. That, that, that when sheep stray, the shepherd guides them back. When, when, when our instinct is to retreat and be separated, the shepherd guides us. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Listen, today, I, I don't know what you're walking through. I would be willing to bet that a lot of people sitting in this room, a lot of people watching online, are walking through darkness, are walking through the valley. I want you to know today that you have no reason to fear. No reason. It's temporary. It's temporary. It's not our destination. It's just a shadow. The enemy can't touch you if you are a follower of Christ. And he is with you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand up. The worship team's going to come up. And, and I just want you, uh, maybe there's some stuff in your life. Maybe, maybe there's some of you in here that say, listen, I'm not walking through the valley today. I'd be willing to bet that every single one of us in here has walked through a valley or a dark spot before. Maybe some of you today, you're not in that spot, but you would just say, praise God. You are with me every step of the way. If that's you, I want you to praise God with everything you have and just say thank you that you are always faithful, that you are always with me. But maybe there's some people in here that are just carrying some heavy stuff. Maybe you've been walking through some darkness through a valley for a while. Listen, the best thing that you can do is draw close to your Savior today. He is here with us. So so we're going to sing a song, I Speak Jesus. And I just want to, I want to invite you to respond to God's word. If you need to praise God for his faithfulness, for bringing you through the valleys, if you need to praise God in advance for the valleys he's going to take you through, do that. But if there's anyone in here that's walking through something, I would just invite you to bring it to the Savior. These altars are open if you want to come up here and you want to pray. If you want to stand where you are and just surrender it all. Let's just pray and speak Jesus' name over all of these things. We will fear no evil. Father, I pray that you would speak to us, Lord, and I pray that each and every one of us would live in the confidence today that you are our shepherd, that you guide us, that we have have nothing to fear. We will fear no evil. We trust you. We surrender the things in our heart and our lives that we struggle with now. Help us to respond to you in Jesus' name. Amen.